Hi, this is Annie from the Smithsonian American Art Museum's Loose Foundation Center. Since 2011, we've hosted Loose Unplugged, a free monthly concert series that celebrates the work of local musicians. Now we are partnering with Hometown Sounds to bring you tracks from DC artists we love. For more on Loose Unplugged, visit americanart.si.edu slash loose slash unplugged. There you'll find a complete list of Loose Unplugged artists, videos of past performances, and artist interviews on our blog, iLevel. We look forward to welcoming you back to the museum once it's safe to hold concerts again. Until then, stay well, stay in touch, and enjoy these tunes from our neighbors in the DMV. Hey, I'm Drew Dave, and this is The Loose Listening Party, presented by Hometown Sound. Welcome back to Hometown Sounds. We show you how DC rocks. I'm Tony Pareco. I'm Paul Vodra, and this is the Loose Listening Party, our podcast series presented with our friends at the Loose Foundation Center in the Smithsonian American Art Museum. They're the hosts of the Loose Unplugged live music series. And while that is on hold, we are keeping the momentum going with interviews and features with some amazing DC musicians that we'd love to feature in that space. And on this episode, we are very pleased to welcome Drew Dave to the podcast. Welcome, welcome. Yes, sir. Appreciate you guys for having me. So we started out this episode with a song called Soul Sangin' from Drew Dave's most recent release, Late Shift, which came out via Bandcamp back in March of 2021. An instrumental experience inspired by my night owlish tendencies, some mellow laid back vibes. Can you tell us why you chose that track and, and what all went into the creation of that particular song? And that one in particular, that just happened to be one of my favorite um, beats on that project. I just, I don't know. I just like the way it came out. I just like the way I, I arranged her vocals. And she was really singing on that joke. So that's why I called it uh, Soul Singing. And it was like some really raw, gritty church harmonies. And I just like the way I, I was able to manipulate and, um, and, and, and rearrange what she did. Yeah, that, that's one of my favorite beats on that project. So, um, Late Shift, usually all my beat tapes are conceptual. Late Shift in particular, that described me at one point in time, and it, it still is me now, but at that particular um, point in time, I was always, I had always been a night owl. I'd be up late. I was never really a morning person. 
but I would always be up late till one, two, three in the morning making beats. I, I, I go to the gym late. I'm around 1030 at night. I come back still hyped off a, a pre-workout. So it would be hard for me, hard for me to sleep. And I would just, I would go to my basement and just try to create. So I, I would always be up. That's where the name Late Shift came from. And, and plus, I'm accustomed to working nine to five, a, a late shift uh, job. So I'm, I'm accustomed to working the night shift as well. I'm just a night owl. I prefer the nighttime also. I feel like it's a serene, peaceful time. And it kind of enables me to just mellow out, collect my thoughts um, from the day, reflect as well. So, and just, just kind of just basic, basically relax. So, yeah. So everything I do is conceptual. So I, I try to adhere to the theme of nighttime and just working late and just grinding and hustling late, staying up late to hustle and perfect your craft, um, whatever that may be. With every one of my beat tapes, I try to find vocal clips to strategically place. Well, sometimes it's not so strategic. Sometimes it's based on feeling. But other cases, it is calculated in terms of transitioning from one beat um, or one track into the next one. Can you tell us kind of your origin story of becoming uh, a producer and uh, a critical part of the DC hip hop scene? Basically, I started making beats in high school. I went to Hayfield Secondary School in Alexandria, Virginia, where I grew up. A friend of mine in 10th grade, Michael Carter, I will always credit him for my start in making beats. He gave me a cracked version of FL Studio. I think it was Fruity Loops of four at that time, maybe. That's how it starts for, for so many people. Yeah, and I just remember, I couldn't even, it was a crack joint and it was a demo joint. I couldn't even save a beat. I had to make the beat and finish it right there. And then I, if I didn't finish it, I would leave the computer in, in, in the basement on the next day and just hope and, and just tell my people not, not to restart it so I don't lose everything. Hopefully they, <laughs> they will listen. If they don't, then I, I lose everything and I'm back to square one. So yeah, I couldn't save shit on there. So I would have to make the beat right then and there and just bounce whatever, whatever I had. But yeah, that's how I started. So I'm, I'm 32 now. I've been making beats for over 15 years. I was just able to circulate my, my name and just finally get my music out, especially back home where I felt was most, most vital. Drew, what do you love most about beats and making beats? The expression and just the freedom. It's, it's so much you can do and this is like really no one way to skin a cat. Like sampling, especially whether you are using that sample 100% or if you're applying music theory, so you, you take a piece of the sample and then you can play some stuff underneath it and change the whole dynamic of that sample. It's, it's so much you can do. And just the fact that it came from you solely, it came from how you feel, it came from maybe what you had went through two weeks ago that you're now channeling and applying to what you're creating at that moment. I just love the ex expression and the fact that there's no rules to it at all. I used to think that there were rules and I used to be a quote unquote purist, but not anymore. And I haven't been for a couple of years now. Like I just, you could literally just do what the fuck you want to do. As long as the end result is that it sounds good. I just love the, the freedom and the, the expression of, of making beats. I love it. Beautiful. Let's hear another song that Drew Davis selected for us to hear on this episode of the Loose Listening Party. Uh, we're going to hear a really awesome jam from Uptown XO called Song for CC.
got you. Uh. This song is for Cece. See, she changed over the years, became older. The years wasn't easy. I missed the old you, but respect what you became. But you don't look the same. And like Tina with the frames, you can't cover up that black guy. That ain't why you stop fucking with black guys. You still like to hang. Jumbo iced tea, mumbo sauce, three wings. If they ain't from the city, they won't understand the change. You getting a little bougie like your cousin Harlem in New York. Cece ain't the same Cece, no more odd to keep a score. Ones you used to have in the numbers you got now. Kinda made me say they home when you around town. You ain't representing for the niggas that made you. You being hell hostage, so I'ma partially blame you. I love you too much to see you stop caring. Classic clothes from the 90s, you even stop wearing. Like madness, hobo all days. Shooters now was cool from Woodland. Stay down and eat took you to another level as far as the looks come. Ain't no such thing as halfway crooks. You were a shit monster. CC, you owe the shit on the low, but you look young. Niggas coming home from the feds like this is not my city. This don't look like CC. Where the fuck is Chocolate City? Who were all these people? I can hide the ditty. They made the trap so they can take the cat. They made the jail so they can take the culture. Marrying the Chris Gone. That ain't your fault, love. I'ma protect you like they were on mothers. They ain't gotta like you as long as the hood love you. Ah. Have you seen that chick Cece lately? She's straight hoeing out here in these streets. We started hanging out around 16. She used to get me lost coming out for PG. I could always find my way to Anacostia Park though, listening to Devin the Dude and smoking Dro. By 18, we could make it into the open mics. Man, we used to kick it on U Street every night. She even had me fucking with some uptown dudes, but now I can barely get to her with all these new rules. New lights and bikes with lanes, but same trains. Every time I see her, she's stunting with a new name. Ellington, Louis, the Shade, the Yard, the James. New bag with a new swag. Yeah, she be killing them. Have the Migos and the Negroes steady billing her. Don't even mention school, cause it's a total wreck. She doesn't even realize the long-term effects. She's just moving them in, moving them out, moving along. But what's she gonna do when the real ones are all gone? That song was called Song for Cece by Uptown XO from the album Culture Over Corporate that came out in January of 2020, produced by Drew Dave. So I, I believe that you produced this whole project. Is that correct? Yes. Yes, sir. And in case people are not familiar with Uptown XO, very distinguished DC rapper, uh, member of the Diamond District super group in the late 2000s, along with Odyssey and YU. Thank you. And we featured Uptown XO on this podcast many times. How did this project come about for you? So X has been my favorite artist from here for years. For 2009 is when I started to familiarize myself with, with the artists from here that I've never heard before. X is one of them. 2008, Odyssey had an album on a mellow music group called 101, Odyssey 101. There was a song on there, which I did include, which I did send to you guys for today by XO entitled um, Riding. When I first heard that song, I was blown away. I remember distinctly hearing um, X's uh, voice and I'm just like, it's dirty. It's like really DC. And that song in particular was, it was extremely descriptive and X just really stood out to me. That's my favorite XO song. The first one I've ever heard and, and my favorite to this day. And then from there, when he became a member of Diamond District, In the Rough is still top 10 album for me of all time. The number one album to ever come out of D.C., in my opinion, and had such a heavy influence on me early on and still um, to this day. 
that album was extremely impactful to me, just growing up here, still being here, and musically speaking, as well as culturally speaking. That album, between him, Odyssey, and YU, anytime you listen to it, you would think EXO was the best. Another time you listen to it, Odyssey is the best. Another time you listen to it, YU, uh, you know, stood out the most. But X was hungry. He was hungry. And I've always wanted to work with him. I got a chance to early on in 2000. Yeah, 2009, Judah, who's a big uh, name here also, he did, he did a lot of um, Wale's early stuff. And he had a big-ass DMV photo shoot right in front of the Lincoln, uh, Lincoln Theater. It was like a cold, rainy um, Saturday. I think it was sometime in November, November 2009 or whatever. So at that time, X came up to me. He was like, I need to be something. I'm working on a project. You know, I need some stuff. AB has information. He, he's going to hit you. And that's exactly what happened. AB sent me some samples to flip. One of them was Water No Get Enemy. I chopped it. AB put some drums to it. And it ended up on X's project that came out New Year's Day, 1110. The song was called She Post To. I love that song. So that was the first time I got to work with X. And then you fast forward. Fast forward some years later, and X reached out to me randomly one day and just was like, I, you know, I, want, I want to do an EP with you. I had sent him some stuff. I didn't hear back from him for a couple of months. I, I forgot about it. And then one day, randomly, he hits me and was like, I love these beats. Can you send some more? Let's do a whole project. So I sent some. I, haven't heard, I didn't hear back. This, this was 2017. My girl was pregnant with my son at that time. She had him December 9th, 2017. Literally a week later, I get a call. They said, did X reach out to you? I said, no. I'm like, what's up? He said, well, X booked a, a 10-hour block of studio time, and he wants to start working on this project with some beats that you had sent him. And I was just like, oh, damn, this is crazy. So uh, I believe it was uh, the week after was when we had our first session. X knocked out either four or five songs that night. My man YU was there. I had picked him up. And it was just a, damn, that, it was just a crazy motivational night that was one of the best nights of my life and the energy in the studio that night was crazy and and, it, and and all just came from x and i was just there as a fan first and it was so surreal to me because i'm just like i've been wanting to fuck with x for years and i'm actually here this is truly like a like a dream come true i'm in awe that he's doing all this incredible shit over my beats one of the songs that we did that night was hit me with the heart i made that beat back in it was either late 2012 or early 2013. That Jonas old as shit. The fact that it still resonated with him and, and it still sounded good a couple of years later was dope as shit to me. So it was just a pretty dope night. So from there, we basically had that project just set in stone and then it came out 2020. So it took a little bit for this project to finally be publicly released, but it did. And it was extremely well received. And I'm still, I'm still in shock that I was the sole producer of this album. Nine songs plus interludes, 100% produced by, you know, myself. I'm definitely extremely uh, proud of, of, of that project. Drew, you got to do this awesome recording session with your hero, with heroes of yours. What did you talk about with them? What was some of the small talk? What did you just shoot the breeze about? That's pretty much what it was, just like small talk. Because it's just, you know, me and X didn't have like a close relationship. And plus, I was still just there as like a fan at that moment. Even though he probably saw me as that, I didn't really see myself as his peer. I was just there, damn, like, this is, this is XO, you know, Diamond District. This is crazy. So it was really just small talk. He would do some stuff, and I'm trying to provide input, but I'm nervous. But at the same time, like, there's a reason why I'm here. There's a reason why he chose me to do this. 
I'm trying to keep that as my, in mind as well. He would ask me about something like, how does this sound? Or, you know, is this cool? I'm like, that's, that's tight. That's, that's vicious, whatever. It worked out. It definitely worked out. I would definitely say that through that process, I really started to learn my worth as a producer and just really, truly understand my capabilities in terms of my musicianship and what I'm able to bring to the uh, table. So let's hear a track from one of the releases that Drew Dave created during the pandemic lockdown from a project from 2020 called Focused. This is called Twitter.Beats. That was another track by Drew Dave from Drew's 2020 release, Focused, a collection of 15 tracks. And uh, Drew, do you use Spotify? I just started using Spotify in September because they sent me the, the they sent me the promo for the three the free three months for the premium. Sure, that's how they get you. <laughs> yeah, and they they definitely got me. So I've been on a rabbit hole ever since. But yeah. I've been using it since um, September. Did you know that there is a This Is Drew Dave official Spotify playlist? <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> I'm going to put that link in our chat right now, and you can head to it and tell us what you think about this compilation that Spotify has put together of your music. So this is the same kind of playlist that Spotify puts together for This Is Hootie and the Blowfish or This Is Celine Dion. Right. Right. And this is the this is the sort of thing if you were to ask one of the ladies in a canister, the Amazon one, the Apple one, the Google one, play me some Drew Dave, it's this is probably what would come up. That's vicious. Um you know, just kind of, you know, look, looking through the songs, they they picked some uh, you know, out of uh, 50 songs it appears, they picked some dope uh some of my fa- my personal favorite beats, so that's 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 cool. <laughs> Spotify's it's complicated. Drew, I saw on Instagram, DrewDave703, that you got engaged last week. Yes, sir. Congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate you. Nice. What are you looking forward to most about being married? Big thing or small thing? 
small slice of life, whatever you're feeling. What are you most pumped about? Just just making my girl happy. Just being able to have our son in, in a household with both his parents and the people who love him the most. And I, I come from a two-parent household. I don't know many people. I don't know many people who do. To be able to provide that for our son is, is definitely something I'm, I'm looking forward to. And just making, just making my girl happy. She deserves it. She's been with me for five plus years. So honestly, this engagement was long overdue. That's really sweet to hear, Drew. Yes, sir. I saw that it was in like a family gathering environment. Yeah. Was she surprised? She was extremely surprised. And, and more so, I played into it. Just the fact that I'm an introvert. Me doing this interview now is, is actually taking a lot out of me. She knows that about me. So for me to have, and I hate surprises. So for me to have all her loved ones there, unbeknownst to her, she would never expect that from me. So I think that was the dope thing about that. Like she was just really, she was just really shocked that one, I, I proposed to her and two, just that I, I went to great lengths to invite everyone close to her, have them all in one vicinity and really made it like a memorable uh, moment. That is beautiful. I'd love to hear that. So the pandemic obviously has been swamping everybody's life for the last couple of years. And I did take note of your Bandcamp page. You have been extremely productive. Six releases since the beginning of the pandemic. It seems like you were able to make good use of the situation to have a very productive outlet for your creativity during this time. Definitely. I think that was a silver lining of the pandemic for me. Pre-pandemic, I was, I had no life. I had a life, but it, it was consumed by work. And I still am now since we've been back, but I work at the 930 Club. I was like always there five, six days a week. Sometimes coming home, you know, when the sun came up, I didn't, I did not have much time to, to be able to invest into my, my music and my craft as much as I would have liked to. When the pandemic hit, and then just from there, going from an extremely active um, lifestyle in terms of just always working, um, always being out, to basically now I'm just sitting at home. Uh, I'm like, damn, I, I don't really know what to do. So I, I, I'm just like, there's only one thing left to do, and that's to utilize this time and to take full advantage of this newfound ample time that I've never had before. So I took it and, and I literally uh, ran with it, resulting in those six projects on, on my bank camp. So I was making beats um, every day, two, three times a day. I just had so much time to really be able to invest into music that I always wish I've had. So I, I did not take it for granted. Wait, should we hear another song, Tony? What do you think? Let's do that. Let us hear another track that Drew Dave has selected for us from the DC music scene. This is a classic from Kev Brown called Say Something. Hold me back. <laughs> Here we go. Uh-huh. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah. Hold up. Huh. Yeah. How you do that there? 
what they asking me Surpassing these in the age of the matrix They wonder how I did always on the four track and laced it Cats using computer programs that don't slam Hardest mind is God's design How you be doing your bass lines How you get your kick to kick like that The snare drum crack right and exact You know I learned from the greats Pete Rock the JD Digging in the crate supremo I make the best of what I got To create the so-called hot I don't care if you like it or not We getting props over here Turn up the volume so you're blocking here Ain't nobody taking a spot We got this here Never forgetting the foundation yeah. I got this here You yeah. can't hurt me We keeping it raw like Eddie Murphy With uncooked meat between his teeth and his jaws I'm not beefing with y'all Stop being subliminal I'm just speaking in general For you meet with the generals You deal with the front line And that's me, Ken Starr And Ziggin don't want mine They know the outcome From South Slum to Upstate You the type to get real You cupcake, you just fake I'm ahead of men and too real and too ill Need medicine and flu pills How you feel when all of your rats get killed I'm trying to see money stacks Taller than Shaq on stilts You cats gon' feel the thunder I bring Now that the king of the baselines That took me under his wing And one other thing Since I'm still talking to Talk. Uh -huh. I say that was soon that I'm yeah. still walking the walk and I say something They frontin', but I can see through them They smile, just mask the fact they wanna see me ruin But I pay it no mind, I gotta keep it moving. Never let up the pace as long as the beat grooving I'm clued into the snakes that slither trying to slight me They do anything it takes to bite me, but it's unlikely They tryna ride behind me, but I see they true colors as bright as a high beam Haters can't blind me, I know the facts, I see the routine Any sort of success breeds content and envy, so I'ma do and continue to dismiss the frivolous chit-chat of the peanut gallery It saddened me to see that we all can't get along More props, more problems, the same old song So I'ma call a pop till I'm gone From Brooklyn to D.C. and leave the spot torn It's a full-time J-Yo And it make your may not involve Yeah-Yo Up at 1,000 egg in the morning Thinking a different shit to make the dividends quicker Take a drag of the camel filter It eats my mind and I start to enter that track was called Say Something by Kev Brown featuring Ken Starr and Quartermain. It comes from the album I Do What I Do, which came out way back in 2005. Drew, Dave, what can you tell us about Kev Brown and this classic song and album? Classic. Kev is a legend. It's really not too many people, especially to come from this area who has the sound that he does. There's really no one else. Just that album. And so it's like a manual to basically just, you, you know, utilize what you have. You don't need anything fancy. You don't need anything expensive. Just utilize what you have to make the best. I think a lot of people get it misconstrued that you need all this expensive shit to make music and you need to have the, the biggest name studio or whatever to make music. Also, you, you can hear Kevin's a big influence on me and he, he's a local legend, man. So, yeah, that is that is great. 
have you gotten a chance to meet and hang out with Kev and, and talk shop? Numerous times. Kev is funny, man. He, he's funny. I was working at 930 one day. Kev was doing, there's a back bar section of 930. This is before the pandemic. He was doing a showcase day. It was his showcase and he had like one or two producers along with him. So I was there just doing my job. At that time at 930, nobody even knew I did music because I wanted to keep that because when I got there, I quickly realized that everybody did music and I didn't want to be labeled as just, oh, oh, you do music too. I didn't, I did not want to be that person. So I, I kept it under wraps. Kev blew my spot up one day. He came down and he was just like, there was other people there too. My, uh, two of my coworkers were there. And Kev was like, y'all don't know Drew Dave? He's Clark Kent, but he's really Superman. He's crazy with the beats. And I was kind of mad he blew my spot up, but uh, to, hear, to hear that from Kev, to hear those accolades from Kev was, is always an honor. I think we should hear another song, Paul. All right. We're going to hear a track from Odyssey called Riding, and it's featuring Uptown XO. Georgetown shopping, uptown grinding, Southside riders, funnel easy riders, funny people find us, funny but outsiders, feel safer when they outside of the climate, raised in a hostile environment, got wild and violent, almost got shot, silence. That's when I was riding with the heat When the man in the shop was on the other side of the street I wanted to rhyme them, but was my MIT My soul had questions, needed advice from the streets uh-huh. And my advice was to eat But I missed those days, cause the prices was cheap Back then, black temps made my cypher complete Those days were so great, priceless to me Glad to be alive at the bar like no ice in that Please about to make it toast to life But I can die when I leave Riding Thank God your grandma love you. 
cause I wouldn't let you rock That's family for you, that's why my family's the block That family's loyal, still I love my mother a lot Holding grudges, destroy you Clientele on when you money, now they trying to avoid you Damn, I guess you get what you put out Hustle to help mom, but the rent still got put out of You see me, you can tell I keep fresh get on all year long Selling tree, I moved on to much bigger and better things We on the block, 70 Hey, driving, I'm asking for that, but I tell them keep riding, riding, riding. South, east, north, east, south, west, uptown, baby, riding, riding, riding. South, east, north, east, south, west, uptown, baby. Go get the funnel for this one. Go get the funnel. XO, but hey XO, y'all coming, coming for y'all next. Hip hop, uh. That was Odyssey with a track called Ryden. It features Uptown XO. It's from Odyssey's 2008 album 101. We'd mentioned Ryden earlier in the podcast. Anything else that you want to tell us about why you chose this particular song, what it means to you? Yeah, so I guess maybe you guys could have heard it for yourself. Just listen to it. It's like that song is like raw. What can we expect from Drew Dave in 2022? Hopefully more beat tapes and projects. I wanted to put out another beat tape before the end of the year. More than likely won't happen, but I'm, I'm working on it now. Probably will come out at the top of the new year. That's awesome. Drew, anything else that we should cover before we wrap it up? I guess you guys can find me on IG, DrewDave703. That's where I'm most active. When I'm active, I will be able to release some stuff in the next month or two. But um, I, I, I sincerely uh, appreciate you guys for reaching out to me and having me um, on your platform. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. Thank you. You bet. We appreciate your your creativity, the really awesome stuff you're putting out in the world. And we want to thank the Loose Foundation Center one more time uh, for sponsoring, yeah, sponsoring this episode, for sponsoring the series. They're great people, great part of the DC music community. And we are so happy to be uh, working with them, keeping the spirit of the Loose Unplugged series alive. So as always, we're going to go out on a song and this one is going to be another one of Drew Dave's selections from the DC music community. This is actually a new song from Wale. Can you tell us about the song Fluctuate? Fluctuate, the second verse especially. Nice. So listen for that one specifically as you hear this song take you away. And one last time, I want to thank Drew Dave for taking the time to chat with us on this podcast. It was really awesome getting to know you. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. All right. And thank you, Tony. Thank you, Paul. And, and we'll, we'll see, see you, you all next time. time. You know that love fluctuate, and that hate will fluctuate. You gon' question who you trust when that paper fluctuate. Know that love fluctuate, and that hate is fluctuate. They question who you trust when they paper fluctuate. You, yeah. me, choose, you, you, me, you, you, was, love, was, true, oh, oh, oh. 